0: Prince, what you are, you are through chance and birth. What I am, I am through my own labor. There are many princes, and there will continue to be thousands more, but there is only one Beethoven.
1: Those were the words written by Ludwig van Beethoven to a patron of his, a prince who jokingly flexed his authority over Beethoven.
0: And he wasn't wrong about being the one and only Beethoven. Beethoven was trained during the Classical period, but he led the transition to the Romantic era.
1: One of Beethoven's most revolutionary changes was to use music to evoke emotions in ways never before seen. We see this in the melancholy minor keys he often used and in his jubilant
0: finales. He endured a life of struggle where he learned to resign himself to ill health and progressive hearing loss. But in his music... We can hear the hope he held on to even through these tough times.
1: Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson.
0: And I'm Carter Roy. Welcome to Historical Figures on the Parcast Network. Every other Wednesday, we discuss a different person's lasting historical impact, unique personality, and impression on the world around them.
1: Our audio biographies cover big lives, but we like to focus on little-known facts. Today, we're discussing composer Ludwig van Beethoven.
0: At ParCast, we are grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we are doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network.
1: And if you enjoy today's episode, the best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. It really does help. We also now have merchandise. Head to parcast.com merch for more information.
0: Now, back to the life of Beethoven. Ludwig van Beethoven was likely born on December 16th, 1770 to Johann and Maria van Beethoven, No record of his birth exists, but we know he was baptized on December 17th in the church of St. Remigius.
1: His birthday is assumed to be December 16th, since it was tradition to have all infants baptized within 24 hours of their birth.
0: Growing up in the city of Bonn, on the banks of the Rhine, instilled a deep passion for nature that followed Beethoven through the rest of his life.
1: Ludwig was named after his paternal grandfather, then the music director at court in Bonn. His father, Johann, was also a court musician, singing tenor in the electric choir.
0: You could say music was a family business, but unlike the two Ludwigs, contemporary tellings described Johann's talents as mediocre.
1: Not very flattering. No,
0: it wasn't. Ludwig's high position with the court provided financial security for the family, so when the elder Ludwig died in 1773, the family faced a downturn.
1: Johann was plagued with a drinking problem that took a toll on his finances, his reputation, and his voice. This all put his position in the choir in jeopardy.
0: But Johann saw another path to security for himself and his family. He watched, along with the rest of Europe, as Leopold Mozart took his two musically gifted children on a grand tour from 1763 to 1766.
1: Leopold showcased his children's remarkable abilities. We all know how that turned out for them. His son Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was among the most celebrated composers of the day.
0: At some point between the births of the only two other surviving Beethoven children in 1774 and 1776, Johann began to train young Ludwig in earnest at the piano.
1: He sat the stubborn five-year-old Beethoven at the piano for hours forcing him to practice.
0: Childhood friends of Beethoven later said Johann forced the child to play for hours while tears streamed down the boy's face. There were also stories of Beethoven being beaten, locked in the basement, and woken up in the middle of the night to practice after Johann arrived home in a drunken state. On March 26th,
1: 1778, Beethoven gave his first performance in Cologne at the age of seven. Johann knew the time for Beethoven to gain acclaim as a child prodigy was slipping away, so he advertised his son's age as six to make his skills look a little more impressive.
0: Shaving a few years off of Beethoven's age happened so often that, for much of his adult life, Beethoven thought he was two years younger than he actually was.
1: This initial performance in 1778 did not gain the attention Johann hoped. Beethoven was talented and well-trained, but he didn't have the standout talent of a young Mozart. Not yet, at least.
0: Until the age of nine, Beethoven was largely taught by his father on both piano and violin. In 1780, he began studying under Christian Gottlob Nifa, the court organist. Nifa, as a composer, is best known for his operas.
1: Bonn was the capital of the electorate of Cologne, which was one of the many territories of the Holy Roman Empire. The ruler of the electorate, Archbishop Elector Maximilian Friedrich, noticed Beethoven's talents and helped subsidize his music lessons at court.
0: Nifo reported that, from the start, young Beethoven played powerfully. Not only could he sight-read music well, he was a talented improviser.
1: Under Nefas tutelage, Beethoven composed his first piece of published music between the ages of 10 and 12. Nine Variations on a March by Dressler is notable not only for the clear talent it showed, but because Beethoven composed in the key of C minor.
0: Choosing this less common key signature gives us an early glimpse at the unique music that was to come. C minor was not used as frequently during the Classical period, which began in 1750 and ended in 1820. This was largely because it took more effort to compose within the harmonic conventions of the era.
1: This shows us Beethoven was both willing to work hard on his compositions and willing to break with convention. Beethoven then composed three piano sonatas, showing this same surprising maturity and bold style.
0: When Maximilian Friedrich died in 1784, Archbishop Maximilian Franz, brother to the Holy Roman Emperor, was appointed in his place.
1: It was under Archbishop Elector Maximilian Franz that Beethoven received his first employment as Nifa's assistant organist at the age of 14.
0: While Nifa was a talented teacher for Beethoven to study under, any serious student of music wanted to be in Vienna. It was common for young musicians to spend time studying there.
1: Because Beethoven was an employee of the electorate court, he could not make this move without permission, or he would forego the salary he used to help support his family.
0: In March of 1787, Maximilian Franz was persuaded to send 17-year-old Beethoven to Vienna for more advanced study.
1: Common legend says Beethoven met Mozart while in Vienna, and Mozart agreed to take him on as a student. But there is no actual proof this meeting happened. The historical records we use to chronicle these small moments in history, usually journals and letters, are silent on the matter.
0: Regardless of whether he met Mozart or not, Beethoven did not take lessons with anyone in Vienna at this time. just two weeks after arriving, He received a letter from his father telling him his mother Maria was gravely ill with tuberculosis. If he wanted to see her, he must return to Bonn immediately.
1: She suffered what Beethoven described as a painful death over several weeks. In July, Maria died at the age of 40.
0: Beethoven wrote to a friend after his mother's death, She was such a kind, loving mother to me and my best friend.
1: At only 17, Beethoven was charged with the care of his younger siblings as his father's alcoholism only worsened with the loss of Maria.
0: With so much to do in Bonn, he could not return to Vienna for study. Beethoven found a place in the court orchestra playing the viola.
1: Already one of the most advanced musicians in the city while still a teenager, Beethoven knew his growth as a performer and a composer depended on going to Vienna, where the masters were.
0: But it seemed, for the time at least, Beethoven was destined to be a provincial court musician.
1: The chance he could return to Vienna lessened two years after Maria's death, when Johann retired from the Electoral Choir.
0: Retired is a generous way of putting it.
1: Right. This was a forced retirement. The years of alcohol
0: abuse ruined his voice. Johann kept only half of his pension, and the other half was given to Beethoven for the support of his younger brothers.
1: During this time in Bonn, in addition to playing in the orchestra, Beethoven gave music lessons to wealthy and aristocratic families. He also gained more attention as a prodigy.
0: Perhaps not the child prodigy Mozart was and Johann tried to create, but a young man with much talent and drive.
1: Five years after Beethoven's first trip to Vienna, a meeting with one of the greatest composers of his time would give Beethoven a second chance and change the course of Western music forever.
0: Our story will continue in a moment after a brief message. And now back to the story. In 1792, Joseph Haydn was traveling through Bonn. Haydn was one of the best-known composers in the world in spite of mainly working for a private family.
1: Beethoven met with Haydn and showed him some of his compositions. Impressed with the young man's talents, Haydn agreed to take him on as a student in Vienna.
0: With permission from Maximilian Franz, Beethoven once again left Bonn for Vienna in November of 1792, shortly before his 22nd birthday.
1: A month after Beethoven left, Johann van Beethoven died. Unlike with his mother's illness and death, Beethoven did not return home. His surviving brothers were older and in school, so there was no urgent need for a caregiver.
0: Without having a family to care for, Beethoven was able to enjoy being young in a city like Vienna. He delighted in the social scene, but he was dedicated to increasing his skill as a musician and performer.
1: He took these studies seriously. Haydn, though, was very busy with his own work, and Beethoven often sought lessons with others in Vienna. He later said he learned nothing from Haydn, though music theorists often point to Haydn's influence in Beethoven's early compositions.
0: Beethoven was never meant to stay in Vienna. The intention was he would eventually take the skills he learned back to the court of Maximilian Franz. After less than two years in Vienna, Beethoven reluctantly prepared to return home in 1794.
1: But then the French revolutionary forces entered Bonn before Beethoven could return, forcing Maximilian Franz out as they occupied the city. The loss of the electorate meant the loss of Beethoven's income.
0: But it also meant he could stay in Vienna.
1: Beethoven's early years in Vienna were spent establishing his reputation as an exceptional talent— Vienna of the 1790s was a competitive place. With hundreds of working pianists and thousands of students, it took determination to stand out.
0: And this was fine by Beethoven, who was fiercely competitive by nature. Beethoven often entered piano duels, sometimes even instigating them.
1: His ability to improvise at the piano and the speed at which he played allowed him to win these informal duels more often than not.
0: He wrote to a friend that he purposely wrote variations so incredibly difficult to play that he embarrassed the other musicians when they attempted and failed.
1: And, of course, he stacked the deck in his favor. His compositions during this time were challenging, but designed to showcase his own skill set.
0: Beethoven made his way through the castles, playing for nobility and taking on wealthy students. The aristocracy of Vienna was accepting of one of Beethoven's best-known eccentricities at the time. He didn't defer to nobility simply because he was a commoner.
1: There's one story of Beethoven lying on a couch, refusing to play the piano for a social engagement. Meanwhile, a countess kneeled on the floor begging him to play.
0: This disregard for the class lines between himself and his employers may have been seen as impudence from others, but from the genius Beethoven, this confidence was viewed as charming.
1: In addition to taking on students as a way to earn money, Beethoven began publishing his compositions.
0: Piano sonatas were a popular type of music at the time, so Beethoven wrote a lot of them. He wrote to a friend that he could name his own price, and the publishers paid it.
1: Beethoven's work was bold and new, and it was in demand. He used what he learned from studying classical composers like Mozart and Haydn, but he began adding new techniques to his works.
0: One of the clearest examples is the use of pedals with the piano. The pedals alter the sound produced by the keys. Mozart's music was written without a part for the pedals, and teachers for generations have debated how much a pedal should be used when playing Mozart.
1: But Beethoven wrote parts for the pedals into his works, and his use of pedals created tones and effects new to his audiences. He used them primarily to create a fuller sound.
0: Another shift from the traditional in Beethoven's music was the emotive nature. The dramatic changes in volume and even tempo gave distinct impressions of mood shifts, unusual in the classical period.
1: This echoed the larger transition Western music was undergoing at the time, moving from the classical to the romantic. But Beethoven was not only transitioning with the times, he was pushing the transition farther ahead.
0: But not everyone was a fan of this new way of playing and composing. A number of more conservative teachers in Vienna warned their advanced students away from Beethoven and his rule-breaking.
1: Far too many were curious and interested in the new challenges the music brought. And because his music was being published, they easily gained access to it without the permission of their instructors.
0: Until he was 29 years old, Beethoven was known more as a performer than a composer. His compositions up to this point were largely piano sonatas and dances designed for entertainment.
1: This changed on April 2, 1800, when Beethoven's first symphony debuted in Vienna.
0: The symphony's premiere was at a large benefit concert in the famed Burgtheater. From the start, the piece took audiences by surprise.
1: Today, we cannot truly appreciate how unexpected the opening of this first symphony was when it appeared to begin in the wrong key entirely.
0: While some critics found the originality a mark of his genius, others thought some of the oddities in the symphony were simply incorrect. Over the years, Beethoven's critics called his music incomprehensible, shrill, and dissonant.
1: Looking back, we can see Beethoven was ahead of his time.
0: But even the harshest critics of his compositions did not deny his talent, and Beethoven continued to enjoy the respect of the upper classes in Vienna and the patronage of a number of prominent families.
1: But as we see over and over in Beethoven's life, private challenges showed up almost as if on cue, even as he found professional success.
0: In a letter to a friend back in Bonn, written in 1801 when he was 30 years old, Beethoven confessed he suffered for at least two years from persistent ringing in his ears and difficulty hearing high notes at a distance.
1: Even worse, he occasionally had trouble discerning what people were saying even though he heard the general noise they made while talking. This was worse if the person spoke softly or they were speaking in a crowd.
0: Beethoven was embarrassed to ask people to speak up. His entire career relied on his ability to hear.
1: Imagine the reaction of the masses if they knew that this musical genius could not hear the full range of notes.
0: As we will see, this did not dampen his brilliance. But Beethoven's desire to keep his deafness a secret in Vienna caused him to avoid social situations.
1: The loneliness fed his depression, which then further fed his desire to isolate himself.
0: Still, he occasionally found himself in situations where he could not hide his progressive hearing loss. While walking in the countryside with student and friend Ferdinand Rees one day, Rees heard a shepherd playing a pipe at a distance.
1: Rees remarked about the playing to Beethoven, who clearly did not know what he was referring to. Rees quickly processed what was happening and pretended he, too, no longer heard the flute, as though the shepherd stopped playing.
0: Beethoven's mood lifted in November of 1801, when he wrote to a friend about falling in love with a woman named Giulietta Guicciardi, an Austrian countess who he gave music lessons to. She was 19 years old. Beethoven was almost 31 years old. He
1: wrote that she loved him and he loved her, though they could not marry because of their different classes.
0: While Beethoven was welcomed and celebrated by the nobility, he still wasn't one of them.
1: In spite of acknowledging that a marriage could not happen, his letter was full of joy. Beethoven dedicated Piano Sonata Number 14 to her in 1802. It's better known as the Moonlight Sonata.
0: But Julietta became engaged to Count von Gallenberg, a minor Austrian composer, and Beethoven's mood darkened with this news.
1: Beethoven wrote a dark letter to his brothers in October 1802. This letter has become known as the Heiligenstadt Testament.
0: The opening to this letter reveals to us how Beethoven was perceived by those around him, or at least how he believed they perceived him. He wrote that those who think he is, quote, malevolent, stubborn, or misanthropic, wronged him because they did not understand why he appeared to be this way.
1: And we know from the writings of Beethoven's contemporaries that many did, in fact, view him as a stubborn
0: misanthrope. Beethoven wrote about how his deafness caused him to isolate himself. He said the depression that followed led him to contemplate suicide.
1: He wrote that the only thing keeping him from taking his own life was his art. He had not finished all the works he wanted to complete.
0: This letter was never sent to his brothers or, as far as we know, shown to anyone in Beethoven's lifetime. It was found in his private papers after his death.
1: We do not know what helped Beethoven through this depressive period, but he found the energy to begin two of his most ambitious works in 1803. One is the only opera he wrote, later titled Fidelio, The second was a symphony commonly known as the Eroica.
0: The Eroica was, like most of Beethoven's work, rooted in the classical tradition, but it became an important piece in the transition to the Romantic era.
1: Beethoven stretched the boundaries of emotional content as well as length with the Eroica, taking 50 minutes to perform. By comparison, Mozart's longest symphony was only 30 minutes long.
0: Many critics initially found the Eroica difficult, disjointed, and exhausting for audiences.
1: But in spite of the critics, Beethoven's popularity grew, and so did his income. He was able to move into an apartment on the edge of the city in 1804, giving him an easy walk to the countryside he loved so much.
0: His landlord was not as happy to have such a famous tenant as you might think. No,
1: Beethoven was a terrible tenant. He took a top floor apartment, but had a habit of banging the floor with a stick as he kept time while playing music. This caused many complaints from his downstairs neighbor.
0: He also had an odd habit of dumping water over his head in the middle of the room, which then ran to the apartment below.
1: One story goes that he called a stonemason to install a window in his apartment so he could have a better view, only he didn't consult his landlord. The stonemason was stopped only after he put a hole in the wall, which had to be repaired.
0: The same year Beethoven moved into this apartment, he confessed in a letter he was in love again. And again, this was a student of his. Her name was Josephine Brunswick.
1: Josephine became a student of Beethoven's in 1799, and she was married to a nobleman 27 years her senior.
0: When her husband died in 1804, Beethoven was able to open up about his love for Josephine. Fifteen of his love letters to Josephine survived, and it was clear from them, and from drafts of letters found in her possession, she also loved him.
1: But again, the issue of class enters the picture. Beethoven was a commoner, and Josephine, nobility.
0: Complicating things even further, Josephine had four children with her late husband, and marrying a commoner would risk her custody of these children. Her family pressured her to call things off, but Josephine fought this pressure.
1: When not writing to Josephine, Beethoven began composing one of his most well-known symphonies. As he worked on his unimpressive early drafts, Even Beethoven could not have known the impact this composition would have on the world. Our story will continue in a moment after a brief message.
0: Now back to the story. In 1804, Beethoven started writing his Fifth Symphony. Unlike Mozart, who seemed to compose music as quickly as he thought of it, Beethoven spent years on his longer compositions, trying new things until he created a masterpiece.
1: The Fifth Symphony begins with what may be the most famous four notes of any piece of music.
0: According to Beethoven's secretary, these notes symbolized fate knocking at the door. And for someone whose life was filled with trials outside of his control, this is compelling.
1: But a student of Beethoven's said this pattern of notes was inspired by the call of a bird and reflects Beethoven's love of the countryside and of nature.
0: The Fifth Symphony begins with this dark and dramatic opening. Then the music turns lighter and eventually ends, 35 minutes later, with a joyful triumph.
1: The journey through these contrasting sounds and emotions was often seen in Beethoven's work, and it's led many to wonder if under the moodiness Beethoven displayed, there was a quiet hope.
0: His letters, though, do not show much of that hope, aside from the times he fell in love, almost always with women who were not attainable due to class or because they were already married.
1: He wrote more of resignation and submission to his health issues than he did of hope he would one day find a cure.
0: He often wrote about his frustrations at the doctors he saw and at their treatments that didn't help. Sometimes they actually hurt him.
1: One attempted cure for his hearing loss involved putting wet bark on his arms and letting it dry. Rather than cure his deafness, it left him with blisters on his arms.
0: But then we see a bit of a change. In 1806, Beethoven wrote the words, Let your deafness no longer be a secret, even in art, on an early draft of a quartet he was writing. Perhaps he was indicating not a hope of a cure, but a hope of acceptance. In
1: 1808, Beethoven received a generous offer from Jerome Bonaparte, the ruler of the newly formed kingdom of Westphalia and youngest brother of Napoleon Bonaparte.
0: Jerome Bonaparte offered Beethoven the position of Kapellmeister, or in English, the director of music at court. This was the same position his grandfather had held in Bonn.
1: The salary offered was significant, which tempted Beethoven. His unstable childhood left him with an almost pathological fear of being
0: destitute. This was also around the time his beloved Josephine finally gave in to her family's pressure and called off their relationship. We don't have evidence this influenced Beethoven's decision to accept the position in Westphalia, but it may have been a factor.
1: Beethoven's decision to leave Vienna dismayed many of his patrons. Three of them, the Archduke Rudolf and Prince Lobkowitz, all agreed to chip in and pay Beethoven a total of 4,000 florin a year if he would stay in Vienna. This is the equivalent to about $160,000 today.
0: This payment was unlike anything ever offered before, because there were no strings attached other than he had to live in Vienna.
1: Normally, patronage was dependent on the work produced. For context, it was only 20 years earlier when Mozart earned only 2,500 florin a year, dependent entirely on his music production.
0: For any man to be paid such a large sum simply to stay in Vienna speaks to the celebrity of Beethoven in his own time.
1: Beethoven agreed to stay in Vienna in exchange for this generous salary. But this wouldn't be Beethoven's life story if there wasn't a reversal in fortunes.
0: Prince Kinsky entered military duty almost immediately after pledging his portion of the pension. He died after falling off his horse in 1812, never having paid his share.
1: Prince Lobkowitz paid for three years until September 1811 when he stopped after facing financial difficulties. He did eventually begin paying again, but Archduke Rudolf was the only one of the three who paid his full share.
0: Beethoven still stayed in Vienna, though, selling his music to support himself in addition to collecting one-third of the salary he was promised.
1: In 1810, Beethoven fell in love yet again at the age of 39. There's some evidence in various letters to indicate he planned to marry, and the general legend is he proposed to the 18-year-old daughter of his doctor, Therese Malfatti.
0: There is some debate over whether Therese Malfatti was the woman he planned to marry. A letter written to her around this time indicated an affection but lacked the expressions of love we saw in his earlier letters to Josephine.
1: This letter was written to Therese after she left Vienna for the countryside. He wrote, Farewell, my esteemed Therese.
0: Beethoven's letters to Josephine declared her his only beloved and his supreme joy. In this letter to Therese, he simply calls her esteemed.
1: It is possible he did intend to pursue marriage with Therese more because he desired marriage than because he was in love.
0: It's believed it was this same time, spring 1810, that Beethoven largely completed one of his most popular compositions for piano, called *Für Elisa.
1: The work wasn't found until the late 1860s and was transcribed by a man named Ludwig Knoll. He said he found the work in the possession of an instructor at the University of Munich.
0: When he published it, Noll claimed the instructor received it from the estate of Therese Malfatti
1: some doubt has been cast on how much of the final publication was Beethoven's work and how much Knoll filled in the blanks.
0: Unlike most of Beethoven's work, Fiora Lisa is fairly simple to learn and to play, and well, that's part of what makes it so popular.
1: The original document Knoll transcribed from has been lost, but a draft of Führer Lisa was found in Beethoven's papers, and it was fairly close to the work Knoll published.
0: Pure Elisa means, as you probably could have guessed, for Elisa. Beethoven often dedicated his music to women he felt affection towards, but the name Elisa does not appear in any of his letters.
1: It has long been held Elisa was a transcription error, and Beethoven actually wrote for Therese, meaning this piece was dedicated to Therese Malfatti.
0: Beethoven's handwriting was often illegible, so it is possible we have been calling one of Beethoven's most popular pieces of music by the wrong title for at least 150 years.
1: The true title of Fur Elisa wasn't the only mystery Beethoven left behind. A three-part love letter addressed only to Immortal Beloved was found in his papers after he died.
0: This letter rivaled the passion found in the earlier love letters to Josephine.
1: The letter is dated with just the day and month. The year is left out. The first and second parts were written on Monday, July 6th, and the third part on Tuesday, July 7th.
0: In the 1950s, researchers used other letters and the watermark on the paper to narrow the year down to 1812, when Beethoven was summering in the city of Teplice, 57 miles north of Prague.
1: Beethoven opened the letter addressing the recipient as... My angel, my all, my own self.
0: The opening of the third part reads quote, Even in bed, my ideas yearn towards you, my immortal beloved, here and there joyfully, then again sadly, awaiting from fate whether it will listen to us. I can only live, either all together with you or not at all. End quote.
1: This was an incredibly intimate piece of writing, and many names have been put forward as the possible intended recipient. Among these names is, of course, Josephine Brunswick.
0: Therese Malfatti is also considered a candidate, though the passion in this letter is much stronger than the previous known letter to her.
1: But as scholars and historians looked into this mystery, other names came forward like Antonia Brentano. Antonia and her husband were close friends of Beethoven.
0: Some believe she was a married and therefore unattainable love of Beethoven's.
1: There are points and counterpoints for every name put forward as the identity of Beethoven's immortal beloved. But we do know one person who it wasn't.
0: The identity of the immortal beloved put forward in the 1994 movie of the same name is possibly the least likely answer a woman named Johanna Rice van Beethoven.
1: She was the wife of Beethoven's brother, Kaspar, and a woman Beethoven very clearly despised from the start.
0: Johanna and Kaspar married in 1806, a wedding Beethoven only reluctantly supported after Johanna became pregnant. Their only child together, a son named Karl, was born three months after the wedding.
1: Johanna and Kaspar had an unstable marriage, with both of them accumulating debts beyond what they could pay, and there were accusations of violence.
0: In 1811, Johanna was convicted of embezzlement for stealing a piece of jewelry she was supposed to sell on consignment.
1: Johanna also had a reputation as an immoral woman. She frequented dance halls, a behavior Beethoven did not find fitting of a wife and mother.
0: Kaspar became very ill with tuberculosis in 1812. Kaspar, believing he was nearing death, drew up a will giving his brother full guardianship of Karl and excluding Johanna from having any sort of custody of her son.
1: In those days, a father could determine the custody of his children even after his death.
0: Shortly after Kaspar wrote this will, Beethoven loaned the family money to get by.
1: Kaspar recovered for a time, though he still needed assistance supporting his family. Beethoven helped as he could, but it coincided with a time he was himself struggling financially.
0: The entire region was experiencing an economic downturn, and Beethoven hit a period in his career where he found it difficult to compose new music.
1: The lack of musical production could have stemmed from depression from his failed pursuit of his immortal beloved or from watching his brother suffer from the same disease that caused their mother such a painful death.
0: Or it may have been both, combined with his increasing hearing loss. His hearing loss had progressed to where performing in public was increasingly difficult.
1: Beethoven gave his last performance as a pianist in 1814 at the age of 44.
0: Being unable to hear much of what he was playing, he played some notes too loudly and others so softly the audience could not hear them.
1: According to a member of the audience, there was scarcely anything left of the virtuosity that had formerly been so greatly admired.
0: A year and a half after this disastrous performance, Beethoven faced one of the greatest losses of his life. In November of 1815, his beloved brother Kaspar was on his deathbed.
1: Though Kaspar gave his brother full guardianship of Karl in his 1813 will, he changed his mind. Kaspar now wanted his brother and wife to share custody of nine-year-old Karl after his death. When Beethoven found out about this, he convinced Kaspar to change it back.
0: But after Beethoven left, Johanna saw what was done. She compelled Caspar to add a codicil to his will, naming Johanna and Beethoven as co-guardians again. He wrote, quote, "The best of harmony does not exist between my brother and my wife. God permit them to be harmonious for the sake of my child's welfare. This is the last wish of the dying husband and father." End quote.
1: This wish was not fulfilled. Kaspar died the next day, and the custody battle between Johanna and Beethoven began two days later. It lasted five
0: years. Johanna was originally given physical custody of Karl, with Beethoven assigned as co-guardian to help direct the boy's education. But Beethoven began legal proceedings to have Johanna deemed unfit as a mother due to her moral failings.
1: He used her previous conviction against her in court, and made accusations that she engaged in sex work herself in the dance halls in Vienna. In letters, Beethoven referred to his sister-in-law as Queen of the Night.
0: Not exactly a compliment, as that was the name of the villain in Mozart's opera, The Magic Flute.
1: Beethoven was granted full custody and control of Karl in January 1816. Karl was removed from his mother's home and immediately sent away to a boarding school.
0: One of Beethoven's goals was to break the bond between mother and son. Johanna was allowed one visit with her son per month, a visitation schedule that was withdrawn and then reinstated in seemingly arbitrary fashion.
1: It's clear from Beethoven's letters that he felt justified in removing Karl from his mother's influence. He viewed this as rescuing his nephew, who he came to call his son, within months of taking custody.
0: But Karl didn't see it this way and ran away to his mother's home numerous times. He also saw his mother secretly any opportunity he found.
1: We do get a glimpse of what life was like for Karl under Beethoven's care through Beethoven's conversation notebooks.
0: By 1818, Beethoven's hearing deteriorated to the point he could not hear conversations at all. He began carrying around a small blank booklet. He spoke to people, and they wrote their replies for him to read.
1: Well over 100 of these books survive. In them were notes from Karl pleading for permission to leave the house just to go for a walk and promising to come back.
0: And there are other notes from Karl simply asking to go to his room to be alone. In one note, he defended the way he ate sausages since it was different from how Beethoven did.
1: Beethoven's attempts to control Karl were clearly wearing on the boy, as was the loss of his father and the infrequent opportunities to be with his mother.
0: While custody wasn't entirely settled in 1818, it was looking like it would go in Beethoven's favor, and he began to focus on his music again. Beethoven entered an incredibly productive phase of his career.
1: The works he produced in this period were more introspective compositions. He produced more sonatas and quartets designed for private listening rather than as many full orchestral
0: pieces. Even so, Beethoven continued to challenge the rules and, in some cases, throw out convention entirely. He finished the Hammer Clavier in 1818, a solo piano piece that takes 45 minutes to play.
1: It is considered one of the most challenging piano sonatas ever
0: written. The Ninth Symphony was Beethoven's only symphony completed during the last decade of his life, and it was one of his most revolutionary.
1: One of the most memorable parts of the Ninth Symphony is the Fourth Movement, commonly known as Ode to Joy.
0: Prior to this, no major composer used voices in a symphony. Beethoven effectively invented the choral symphony.
1: The Ninth Symphony premiered in Vienna on May 7, 1824. Beethoven, who had not been seen on stage in 12 years, would co-conduct this debut to a packed audience.
0: Beethoven, even when he could hear well, was a difficult conductor. He cared more about bringing out the emotion of the piece than directing each section. If the orchestra was meant to get very quiet, he disappeared behind the conductor's stand as he made himself small.
1: And if the orchestra was to play fully, he ran the danger of knocking the lamps off of the stand as he thrust out his arms.
0: But now that he could not hear at all, it was decided that he would be too difficult for the orchestra to follow. Instead of following Beethoven, the musicians were directed to watch a second conductor.
1: As a violinist with the Vienna Conservatory later remembered, quote, Beethoven himself conducted, that is, he stood in front of a conductor's stand and threw himself back and forth like a madman. He flailed about with his hands and feet as though he wanted to play all the instruments and sing all the chorus parts. End quote.
0: As the story was told by biographer George Grove, Beethoven stayed bent over the music after the symphony had finished. A vocalist gently took his arm and guided him to turn around so he could see the thunderous applause that he did not hear.
1: This was Beethoven's last public triumph. His health sharply declined, particularly as his drinking increased. Beethoven always had a fondness for wine, but his dependence on it increased in his later years.
0: While he continued working on compositions during this time, Beethoven did not complete anything else approaching his previous works.
1: In the summer of 1826, Beethoven was dealt an emotional blow he never recovered from. Karl, then 20 years old, bought a gun and attempted suicide at the ruins of an old castle.
0: Karl was found conscious, having only minorly injured himself, when found he asked to be brought to his mother's home to recover.
1: Beethoven, who believed he sacrificed so much for Carl's betterment, was devastated at both the suicide attempt and Carl's desire to recover at his mother's home instead of with Beethoven.
0: After Carl received treatment in the hospital, he enlisted in the military. In January 1827, he left Vienna and Beethoven. Beethoven, already bedridden, would never see his nephew again.
1: On March 26, 1827, 56-year-old Beethoven lay dying with his friend Anselm Hüttenbrenner and, surprisingly, his sister-in-law Johanna by his side.
0: According to Anselm, a thunderstorm raged outside, and at the exact moment of a clap of thunder, Beethoven lifted his head, raised his right arm to the sky, and then fell back dead.
1: On autopsy, it was discovered Beethoven suffered from cirrhosis of the liver, and this was the likely cause of death.
0: His oral nerve showed damage, which was the source of his hearing loss, but what caused the damage remains unknown.
1: On March 29th, the streets of Vienna were lined by an estimated 20,000 mourners as Beethoven's funeral procession passed.
0: Beethoven's poor health prevented him from completing other compositions he was working on, like his 10th symphony, but the completed music he did leave us made its mark.
1: The composers who came after Beethoven used the structure and tones he developed in composing their own music.
0: But it wasn't just the music that inspired those who came after. The very idea of changing the rules of music can be linked back to Beethoven.
1: Music evolved before Beethoven, of course, but no one in the history of Western music did more as an individual to change music than Beethoven. As he said, there would only ever be one Beethoven.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Historical Figures. We will be back in two weeks with a new episode.
1: You can find more episodes of Historical Figures, as well as all of Parcast's other podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcast directory.
0: Several of you have asked how to help us. If you enjoy the show, the best way to help is to leave a five-star review.
1: And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. We'll see you next time. Historical Figures was created by Max Cutler. It is a production of Cutler Media and is part of the Parcast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler. Sound designed by Bill Holmes. With production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Paul Mahler. Additional production assistance by Maggie Admire and Freddie Beckley. Historical Figures is written by Charlie Worrell and stars Vanessa Richardson and Carter Roy.